Welcome to Nerdables. This episode, Chris Hemsworth trades in his hammer for Mad Max. Eddie Murphy's coming to America again. Michael B. Jordan is shocking the DCEU. Maslani squashes She-Hawk. A Mando movie? And the Star Wars Holiday Special returns. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris, Ethan, and Mikey. That's or Mike or Michael or... Mikey. Silent Mike. <laughs> get it? Silent Night, Silent Mike. Get it. I was thinking more like a silent microphone. Just get it. Or Silent Mike. There you go. Uh, so, um... It's kind of like what you do to Ethan like every third week. <laughs> every third <laughs> just week. Just, just turn off the mic. Accidentally turn off his... <laughs> Accidentally, quote unquote, turn off his mic. We couldn't hear Ethan this it, week. Uh, Look, I didn't. We hit. couldn't hear Ethan most weeks. <laughs> See, there's sometimes a, we don't know if it's technical. There's a little red button Ethan. here that I have to push in order for Ethan to be heard, and I didn't push his button that day. The one, episode, the one day you don't push his the buttons. one episode that no, I had things to say. <laughs> apparently, that's when he. It's more of the one time report. he doesn't push your button. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, we found out that there's going to be a prequel to Mad Max this week. We already knew one was coming because the news a couple of weeks ago or whatever was that Charlize Theron wasn't involved with it. We knew there was a Mad Max coming. But we, uh, mm. we knew that Charlize wasn't involved. And I think when it was first announced, it wasn't uh, mentioned if it was going to be a prequel yeah. or something different. So. so I'm guessing Chris Hemsworth is going to be Max. Maybe. I don't see how Chris Hemsworth turns into Tom Hardy. Got what about, about turning into Mel Gibson? This could be the. He's got to lose about a foot. Right now, it just says. Yeah. A, right now, it just says a prequel to Mad Max. It doesn't say any details. So it could be how the Is Fury Road supposed to match up with the other ones. I don't. Yeah, I, didn't I think, think it did. I thought so. I, I mean, it's all the same people, but I think he was just doing like, here's a story of Mad Max. I mean, yeah, I don't think at it this point it's turned into like a comic book where it's just a bunch of stories that don't necessarily work in together, right? Over the course of a bunch of decades, but so I just assume that it was like, you know, a Jurassic World, where it's like you know, 10, 15 years, twenty years down the road. I think it's supposed to be before, if it's anything. Yeah. This one is and uh, this one is claiming that it's the story of Furiosa. That's a what? Furiosa? Furiosa. Ah. Furiosius. Livioso. That's what I was thinking he was going with. <laughs> well no, that's she she has that spell in there. It's when she gets really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes everything Her mind levitate. Just like Furiosa and then people just explode and just <laughs> That's what I've been I've been reading that this story is about. It's it's the prequel story of her story, basically. <laughs> Why? Then it's not, so it's not actually about Max. It's just set in the Mad Max world. Right. That's what I, because that's what I thought was the point of what I seem to remember, and I could be wrong, which is why I brought up the thing about Charlize Theron, is that they wanted to do a sequel with just Furiosa, and Charlize Theron turned it down. She said, I don't want to do it. Okay. So then they changed it to be a prequel of her, how she ends up in that group with the big fat dude. Okay. Which I can't even remember his name. It's um, not like I think they only say his name like 10 times. Mm. Well, Hardy doesn't, they actually don't mention him as Max in that either, do they? I don't think so. It's been a long time since. I don't think they've him. ever named him Max in any of them. He just happens to be the. No, in, in the Mel Gibson ones. Do um, they call him Max? Yeah, I think no, Tina Turner even calls him Max in it. It's mm. not her name. That's not Tina Turner's name? Not in the movie. <laughs> She's Thunderdome, right? Yes, she is the whole Thunderdome. <laughs> Welcome Thunder to the Thunderdome. Welcome to my Thunderdome. Welcome I am Thunderdome. Welcome to me. Uh, Who is they? <laughs> what is me? So the casting on this has been kind of interesting, or at least the casting that we know of, sort of. Um, oh, it does say it's going to be a Furiosa. The prequel Furiosa. So it's going to be Mad Max Furiosa. Yeah. They have um, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Yaya Abdul Medin the second, and Medina Mazel. <laughs> yes, Adel Dasma. <laughs> so it is the prequel is based on the Charlie Strong uh, 
character from the 2015 Max Max. I'm wondering Mad if they're Max. if it's going through like like uh, Chris mentioned that Mad Max is just a series of stories in the universe that don't tie together because I can't even remember if the original Mad Maxes have any tie-ins to the Fury Road or anything like that. Well, that's what we were so trying to figure out. I'm looking mm. in here. I'm just looking up information for it. This is from Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, 2011, which was when they were starting production for Fury Road. Miller and McCarthy found during the writing process for Fury Road they had enough story material for two additional scripts. One of these entitled Mad Max Furiosa had already been completed, and Miller hoped to film it after the release of Fury Road. Uh, during an interview with Esquire in 2015, Tom Hardy revealed he was attached to star in three more Mad Max films following Fury Road. Um, he clarified that Mad Max, yeah, Miller's team had two scripts for sequels, which they ended up with during the writing process. October in 2020, a prequel titled Furiosa entered advanced development at Warner Brothers with Miller set to direct. So it definitely changed those pieces. As much as I can find with this, it does not tell you Nothing in the plot or anything says whether it is connected to the other films or not. Well, even just the feeling of the of Fury Road didn't feel like it was anything that's supposed to tie into the old. Yeah, I mean films. it's it's just a chase film. I yeah, mean, that's the that that film has zero plot except for run, right? Drive, and it's just really well done. And the guy with the flamethrower guitar. Everybody wants that flamethrower guitar, bro. <laughs> so in 1997. Mad Max Fury Road, Fury Road was originally intended to be a direct sequel to Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Mm. Gibson was considered for the role yet again. The story was about an old warrior tailored towards Max or Mel's age at the time. So, so the plan was to have something that was like a sequel. Yeah, but that's twenty-one years ago. I mean, yeah. that's which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, um, I guess they could still do it with an older Mel Gibson if they wanted to. Yeah, except he's too nobody, busy doing that Santa Claus film that was in. Except nobody would want to watch it. What's the with the advent of Mad Max Fury Road and the complimentary comic book? There was a there was new a, alternate timeline of events that was presented. The timeline alters the original backstory to fit better into current times, changes cast, and caused for the longer production process. Mm-hmm. So, it was originally intended to be a direct sequel, but now is considered to be an alternate. So, writer-director George Miller, Miller calls Fury, calls, excuse me, writer-director George Miller calls Fury Road a revisiting. Right. Not a remake, but also not a sequel. And not a reimagining. Yeah. So, it just seems to be, I wrote a story that's sort of in this universe, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Which I think for that... So they're following the DC model. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? And for that story model, I think it, it works to t- kind of tell stories that are just in this open world and just you know tell random stories. I think that's another reason why they didn't directly call him Max in it, too. Yeah. Because I would think, for example, when I would think if they ever did a TV show or a movie based on like Judge Dredd, for example, I wouldn't want it to be sequential and like... You, know, you don't want it attached to Sylvester Stallone's movie? No. Speaking about uh, um, TV series that aren't attached but are, uh, Hellstrom was just dropped onto uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm. And you can count the number of people they care on one hand. I know, but they don't have, it doesn't say Marvel's Hellstorm. It doesn't. Yeah, because Marvel has nothing to do with even, it. No, they do. They produ- it's, it's a Marvel produced movie, a uh, show. It's, yeah. uh, it's the last of the Jeff, Jeff Loeb yeah, produced stuff. Right. And let's, let's remember. Kevin Feige's in charge of everything now. Kevin Feige does not like Jeff Loeb's stuff. Correct. So it's but something there that is they shot, and so they're going to put it out there, but it's not going to have any connection to whatever. But there is a rumor, and it came out a few, right, maybe a month and a half ago, and we even talked about it, is that there is a rumored connection to Doctor Strange in this series. Yeah, but we also had the rumor that Omega Red, Omega Red is going to be the villain in Captain Marvel 2, and they haven't even started writing it yet. Sure. So, take the rumors. <laughs> well, what Omega Ray is also supposed to show up in uh, everything. Yeah, he's supposed to be in Black Widow. Black he's Widow, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Soldier. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be in Eternals. He's supposed to be in Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Shang Chi, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Two. He's mm-hmm. already shown up in Avengers. They just picked a weird villain to just be like, "This is the one that we're going to say is in everything." Yeah, it, it reminds me of the funny thing with that was I was thinking about it because the NHL draft was two weeks ago. 
in 2010, I went to the draft in, in, um, in LA and there were these two idiots behind us. And there's always that guy that starts to fall. Everyone picks him. You're like, he's, he should slot in five or yeah. six. He doesn't get picked every single pick. Oh, this is where they're going to take him. This is where they're going to take him. Don't take him. This is where they're going to take him. They're totally taking Emerson Eden right here. They need a winger. They need a winger big time. Nothing. Don't take him. And it's just over and over again. And that's kind of the thing that Omega Red came. He's in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It starts production. It's fairly obvious he's not in it. No, no, he's in Captain Marvel 2. That's what it was. Captain Marvel 2, people were like, they're not even writing it. Yeah. It doesn't even exist Oh, that's anymore. right. That's right. He's we're in trying Black to figure Panther out if too. Brie Larson actually is going to do it. No, 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 no. He's in Eternals. What? <laughs> it's like, it just, he started <laughs> well, slotting in every single then, film. But then they said that they did design work and he was supposed to be in Deadpool 2. That design work was done for a game. Right. That's yeah. the thing that everyone's like, it was just a painting of him. And they're like, oh, it's Deadpool 2. And then it's this, and it's this, and this. Like, it's for a game. <laughs> That's all it was ever for. Yeah, but the the Black Widow would make sense because it's Russia. Yeah. It's so in does Russia. Falcon and the Winter Soldier because so it's be the same program. Exactly. And that's the the problem with sites like We Got This Covered, which is absolute trash. So, yeah. Is it would just be here where we would say, you know who would be good? It would be like my idea of Magneto being the villain for Avengers 6. Or and somebody taking that and running. And, yeah. It. And just being like, we have a website that says Kevin Feige is going to switch things up and introduce mutants in Avengers 6 by having Magneto be the villain. Right. I can make the case why that should exist in and make my it sound fantastical head. It's a way to introduce mutants. It shakes things up. They're not fighting a classic Avengers film. You're giving fans something different. It, and it you can, can make sound it sound great. legit. Yeah. yeah. From my opinion, I think it would work, obviously, because it's my opinion. Mm -hmm. But... It's the same thing with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four is the same way. This is how I would do Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. They take that idea and you're like, well, it's Russian. It just makes sense. It's going to be Omega Red. Like, fine. You can have Crimson Dynamo. You can have... Dark Star, you can have mm -hmm. all the, the all the Russians that you want because she's Russian, because he's Russian. And then yep. just go forward from there, but there's no basis for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and, you know, there was also the, the talk of, you know, the, I, I remember that the most absurd one was Winter Soldier was going to show up in Black Widow. And it's like, that one we already know. And that was from, I think we, uh, we got it covered or something, too. Mm-hmm. You know that's not going to happen because of the events that happened at the end of Civil War. Endgame. No, at the end of Civil War. The Black Widow takes place after Civil War. Right. So Falcon and Winter Soldier happened after Endgame. We're not talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're talking about, I said, they, they, one of the rumors was that Winter Soldier was going to show up in Black Widow. Mm. But you know that can't happen because he's locked in ice uh, in Wakanda. We could show up if they just show him in Wakanda. <laughs> unless, just well, like unless him coming out and it's like, hey, do you want to go live on a farm? Unless okay. you know he's in there for a little bit and then he gets out and then you know he's got it. That sort of ruins the whole thing for Infinity War. And he's got one arm, you know, because yeah. you know he doesn't get the arm until Infinity hey, War. Natasha, no, it's like he's fighting with just one arm the whole time. Um, it's my strong hand. But yeah, no, I just I was just flipping through and I, I noticed that it, you know Hellstrom was on there and I was like, well, that's interesting that mm -hmm. it doesn't say Marvel. It does say it in like you know in in the description that you know Marvel produced right. the same way that uh, you know Spider Man has the Marvel tag on it, but it's not. No, 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 that has a Marvel tag on it. This they took the Marvel tag off. There's no even like no in the opening credits where it says Marvel Productions. Not that I've seen yet. Like that. Interesting. Because normally, you know, you would see that, and they mm -hmm. it's very, when they do something, especially Sony or one of those, they want to make sure people know, hey, this has something to do with Marvel. With all of the other TV mm -hmm. series, they wanted you to know it had something to do with Marvel. Yeah. I think now, because Disney Plus is there, Disney owns Hulu, they want to get this because it was already made, they want to get it out, get it done. So they can move on to... Also, they need content. Right. They also need content, yes. But I haven't seen anything for it at all. I didn't even know it still existed until you mentioned it a couple I of think weeks. I, I totally forgot. I poster on a bunch uh, at a bus stop, but that's about it. See, I totally forgot it was coming out until that. I saw it came on a header on uh, uh, Hulu. Mm. I just It was like one of those things that just... All Hulu ever tells me is either finish Bob Burgers or start Fargo, one or the other. <laughs> hey, um, so Eddie Murphy... Coming to America, <laughs> coming to America too. <laughs> coming the number two America. 
yeah. get it because it's coming to America. To no. So, Coming to America 2 is moving from Paramount to Amazon Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like they find a new home. They signed a deal for $125 million. The premiere date is supposed to, it's supposed to start streaming December 18th. I didn't know they filmed this movie. I knew they talked about it. Eddie Murphy. I don't know. I didn't know that they filmed it either. When I first saw the article, I thought it. I got y'all beat. I don't know why they filmed it. <laughs> I think I thought when I saw the article, I was like, oh, cool. They're going to start working on this now. But no, apparently it's already done. So the only thing I care about, because I'm never going to watch it, is Arsenio Hall in it? Yes. Wow. Now we know why they made it. Eddie Murphy was like, you got a phone call one day, and Arsenio was like, yo, I need a job. Please bring well, me back to woo, 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 woo times. So Amazon Studios also is the one that did the Borat sequel that's out now. Yes. Well, okay, so they bought... Later this month. But. They bought that from Paramount. They bought the Tom Clancy uh, Without Remorse, mm-hmm. starring Michael B. Jordan, and Regina King's... I don't even know what that is. One Night in Miami. I mean, I know they bought Regina King's thing because she was big after... Um, so wait, you don't know about everything else, but you know about Regina King's... <laughs> uh, because it was um, especially you're what, a Tom was, she, what was she fan. just in? What did she just do? She just won a uh, an Emmy for Watchmen. Yes, Watchmen, Watchmen. Mm. She, she was being interviewed for Watchmen, and she mentioned it. That was the only reason I knew it because she said she had directed and, and done this and done mm. all the behind the scenes stuff because she's big on you know promoting people of color behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I knew that one. Mm. I don't even know what Without Remorse is. I don't remember that novel at all. I don't either. One. And the, the I didn't th- even know the, the Borat one until thing. I saw the Borat commercial. I saw the commercial. Mm-hmm. You see the commercial. How does this work now? Who doesn't know this exists? I, well, it's funny because even in the commercial, there's somebody that recognizes him and yeah. he tries to play it off like, no, no, no. Because in the first they have, one, well, they have the joke where he goes into the the. Uh, he, they the go into shop, the yeah. costume shop and there's a Borat costume yeah. Yeah. there. Because wasn't wouldn't they reveal afterwards in the first one some of the people that that were quote unquote interviewed or whatever that. People were in on it in the first one. Yeah. Like they knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, I, f- I feel like this is what the case is for this one, too. It's, yeah, I'm it's sure. shot as a movie, but they're all actors. They're not people that... Yeah. It's not like the first time around. Because I was like, there's no way, after all this time and how much that movie's been uh, talked about... Look at about, some of the places that you, you see in that, in that commercial. It, it, it made such big news about how stu- stupid yeah, made I, people there, There's some small mid-American when, towns. But still, maybe, when, you, when yeah. you, take the, you take the part of what he's doing... With what he is, I don't think I know there's stupid people in the world. But once they admitted that half of the Jay Leno, you know, jaywalking, yeah, were all actors. Jimmy Kimmel stuff is oh, all yeah, actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like they figure it out very quickly. Like this has to be. And plus, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. that's it, it's not shot so badly that it's like they're they're hiding those cameras really well. Like no, they're right in their face. Like yeah. well, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's kind of like it's the also the you know the Disney when they finally admitted to doing rotoscoping. With the, you know, especially the older animated stuff. You know, you kind of knew it was already there. It's just, you know, you yeah. just, do you really care? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if the, the shtick of the movie is these yokels have no idea that, you know, it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. But if that's what they're selling the movie as, then that's what you want to have. And you just watch it right. and go, this can't be. People can't be that stupid. Yeah. Well, they can't, but <laughs> um, and that's why you believe some of it. Have you seen the uh, the Daily Show uh, when they go to the Trump rally and stuff? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it's not like, like when when Jimmy had Jimmy Kimmel had I can never remember the guy's name. But they they would send him to all these big like events in L.A. Mm-hmm. and he would just have like weird signs and stuff like that. It's he's an actor doing it, but the, the genuine reaction, cause it's just, he's there just be like, they'd be sitting there outside of like the OJ trial or whatever. And he'd be holding up a sign like, you know, sheep or people too, or something, whatever. Yeah. Right. And he'd be yelling just weird things or whatever. The thing with Borat is, <laughs> I remember seeing the film and just thinking, this isn't funny. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable for uncomfortable mm. sake. The character when he's being interviewed is hilarious. Oh yeah. Like when he was on Jay Leno, it's hilarious. When he was doing Letterman, it's it's his his stick as a character is hilarious mm-hmm. because he's acting the fool and well it's funny he, he did that movie where he was. It's the just dictator. weird to see Yeah, the dictator has sort of the same thing. Um There's another one that he did too that was kind of along the same lines. They do like they do kind of all that type Bruno. of stuff. Bruno. Bruno, yeah. 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 Um 
Well, this Ali G thing was based off the same thing too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, totally. Ali G was sort of like Jiminy Jiminy Click or whatever that Martin Short used to do. Yep. Yeah. Of uh, some people got it, and some people were like, "I know this is a bit, but I don't know who this is." Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the thing with Sasha Baron Cohen is Sasha Baron Cohen is doing Borat, this dumb kind of crazy comedy. And also has the Chicago 7, which everyone know. says is one of the greatest things that's ever existed. This powerful piece of cinema. And that's what... Have you seen his speech at, like, the UN? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's he's amazingly smart. He is a, mm-hmm. He's a genius. I just showed... And I, I'm not a genius by, like, he's a... He's a pure genius. Oh, he yeah. He really yeah. is. I mean, all the stuff that he's done has been... He's he's fantastic. Um, but it's just amazing to have that kind of... It's like Robin Williams that you see just doing in a movie where he's like, oh! I'm just doing fart jokes and then he does you know wins an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting yeah right like it's a man who's on both sides of the spectrum just whatever he does he's gonna be super talented at it I just showed Beth the trailer for uh, the Chicago 7 and she's like oh this looks amazing I'm like yeah we've got to watch this mm. it, even the, the feel good feel good series of the summer the speech <laughs> that he gives in that is just brilliant yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's Back the weird like Amistad and oh yeah <laughs> and get some uh, Schindler's List in there here, here's the weird thing about coming coming to America is what it's called. Yes. With the letter two, number two. The letter two. It's the number two <laughs> instead of the letters two. It's okay. Has it's okay. I, a, I did mention that before. But has a McDonald's ca- marketing tie-in. And McDonald's. Cra- no, 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 no. It has. They're going to do a marketing tie-in with McDonald's and with Crown Royal. Well, yeah, it's going to be competing get, with McDonald's. Do we get... Um, coming to America, Happy Meal toys, because they switched them. They took the dinosaurs away, and now they're like Marvel heroes again, or something. Oh, like really? That. It doesn't say what it's going to. I had be. to get my last two dinosaurs on eBay. It pissed me off. Aww. I had to, I had to get a Carnotaurus and a Triceratops on eBay. You weren't quick enough. You weren't going to every McDonald's in the, in the state. Well, the stupid one by me. The hey, look, he's already going to every Walgreens, <laughs> Target. <laughs> did you ever? Did you get the uh, no. Lieutenant? Nope. Not from the, that one guy that was. Uh, uh, so, um, we mentioned Michael B. Jordan without remorse, but we also found out this week that he's going to produce Static Shock mm-hmm. for DC or for Warner Brothers. He's yeah. going to produce a Static Shock live action movie. Yeah. No word if is it's it a movie or is it a series? I thought it was a movie. I thought it was going to be a series on HBO. You could be right. I thought, but... I seem to remember it was a series. Was it? All I had to see was Michael D. Jordan and Static Shock and then search through all of our collections to make sure we don't have it someplace where somebody's not allowed to touch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> both that and, like, uh, so we just bought. No, he's, he's producing a movie, a movie for movie? Warner Brothers in D.C. Um, Clive Barker announced, like, last week that there was a stupid series that he did years ago with Marvel called Ecto Kid. Nobody read it. Terrible art. But he sold it this week to HBO. And the book went from like, you know, quarter bin book to like 20 bucks overnight. And Static Shock, which was already a book that's got some heat on it anyway mm-hmm. because of the cartoon and because the only character from Milestone that anybody still remembers. As soon as it says Michael G. Borden produces, like you couldn't even get through the sentence and you could just see it rising up on eBay. Oh, sure. Like two weeks ago, <laughs> there were like 20 copies on eBay and now there's zero. They're All of them have been sold. It's just yeah. amazing. Well, Phil Lamar who voiced Static Shock, is the mm-hmm. one who actually made the announcement of the development of the film back at DC Fandome. Mm-hmm. But Fandom. they didn't announce that Michael B. Jordan was right. the one that was actually producing it. it. Yeah. Which, he's obviously not going to be playing the character. Right. There's other characters in the Mouse universe that he could play. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a mentor, doesn't he? I'm like the only person, apparently, that didn't watch the show. Well, he could be Black uh, Lightning. Well, I haven't watched the show since you know I was a kid. No, I never watched it at all. But, um, but even in the, it's not Black Lightning. Doesn't he have like a, a a mentored character in it? I mean, there's other Milestone characters. I think there's a character called Justice in it. Mm. He's kind of like the Superman version. Milestone was an imprint that they did, DC did in. I the I just remember 90s. he had like two friends with him all the Maybe. time. That um, was, that's all I remember. The imprint was heroes of color created by people of mm. color. So Dwayne McDuffie and a large number of other people were involved in it, and they were the ones that were kind of creating these stories. And it had a lot of resonance, and it lasted longer than you would think it would. And, of course, Static Shock went to be a series on WB Kids or whatever. Right. Um, the big thing with that was it just didn't seem to really – you put him out there. He's a black hero, and that was it. Like, it didn't mm. really – it was like Miles and Enter the Spider-Verse. He's black. 
but nobody cares in the sense of like, it's not pointed out throughout the film over and over again. Like, Oh, you're a black kid going to a big school. Oh, you're a black kid. Right. Spider-Man. It just didn't, didn't matter. Right. Well, then yeah, they there also was a point where like Ben Parker comes from the other universe and it flips out. Like, Hey, you don't look like me. You know, it's like, there's nothing to that. And of course you can't have that in a film when you have a ham that's talking. Right. So, well, they also, um, they put static shock in, uh, justice league unlimited. Remember when they oh, yeah, yeah. when they had the Justice League and they started expanding it really big? They brought I think they did him in that Justice League. Was it Justice League Action? He might have been in one of those two. Unlimited. Maybe not. I know he was in. No, Unlimited. no, no. Justice League Action was that ten minute one that they did for a couple oh. of years, where it was just like ten right. minute shows. Uh, I thought I might have seen him, but I could be wrong. Mm. There was a lot of them. It was more I, just trying to figure out who did everybody's voice. Uh, to be honest, this is a very, very long overdue film. Oh yeah, and I love the characters in Static Shock. And when he, he should have gotten, you know, when that cartoon w- became as big as it did, mm-hmm. they should have done a live action movie back then. Yeah, you know, the thing with it is that they're, they're always trying to have that franchise. And so yeah. they have to wait to the point where they've given up and said, you know what? We're not going to do a franchise anymore. We're just going to do multiverse so we can do any movies we want. And right. so that's why Static Shock exists now because you just have him under the DC banner. He's another and hero. And if people that like him, pull. then he's going to switch universes and hang out with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I can oh when you, the way they've got Shazam right now, that would be a great pairing. Shazam, putting him in with Shazam. Um, I wonder you know what you know the technology also is so much better now with the CGI and stuff that you could really do him because you can have him you know flying around on the on the uh, the sewer the discs. Yeah, <laughs> but well, he was manhole on the, covers. The manhole covers, <laughs> but then I think in the DC. I think in in Heroes, oh no, excuse me, in Justice League Unlimited, he started making his own discs. Out say, of doesn't he have his own discs on his feet? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was. I think in the comic, that's what he has. He has his own. He makes his own ride. Right. Originally, but it was the manhole covers. He just looked manhole. So like everything in Manhattan just didn't have manhole covers. <laughs> right. I know. In the, I think in the hundreds of kids have fallen into the sewer all of a sudden. <laughs> I, f- I think from the cartoon originally he was always using manhole covers. He but was. then like later on in the series he made his own. Yeah. Or one of his friends yes, that are like his kids buddies. kept falling into the suit. <laughs> made like a little hovercraft for you him. Can't or just something. leave holes all over the street. Sure you can. I remember when they changed his costume mm. in the cartoon. I mean, you know, they they went to a more darker look and more tried to give him more of a grown up look in the cartoon. And as uh, there was a lot of people that were angry that they changed yeah. his costume. At some point, Static Shock has to hit puberty. Sorry, boy. <laughs> Boys gets deeper, changes costume. Um, Pays more attention to girls. Well, we, all, we know that Michael B. Jordan's been wanting to do a DC film for a while. Michael B. Jordan's been wanting to do a film for a while. <laughs> well, he was great in Black Panther. I didn't say he wasn't. Yeah. But now he's going to be crossing universes because he's still supposed to be in Black Panther 2. We don't even if and when or if that's Black ever going to be made now. I don't think they're going to talk about that for like a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be talking about it for a while, yeah. But... It'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure you know. It's, hey, he it, wanted, he wants to play Superman, so. Well, it's just like without remorse. I just saw in here that you know he produced that one as well and mm-hmm. is starring in it. I'm sure he's going to have a role in, in uh, Static, Static Shock. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't put it past anybody. Yeah. Um. That's why you produce stuff now, so you can be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When it's you make when you make enough money and you can start doing your own projects. You turn into Adam Sandler. <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> let me tell you that. And, and you just hire your friends, and they don't have to worry about getting another paycheck. I know George Clooney did it for Ocean's 12, so they could just go hang out in Italy for six just months. Just call them up, on, be bro. like, hey, Adam, I need some cash. Can we do another stupid movie? Yeah, sure. Netflix gave me a deal to do 12 movies. Yeah, let's go ahead and do something. I swear, because we watched That's that. That's weird, because you should have sounded a lot more like Rob Schneider. <laughs> We wa- we Rob Schneider. We watched that Herbie Halloween or Hoobie or whatever it is. But you already watched it. We did watch it. We were going to torture they you. Watch it again. No, 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 no. We we're going to torture you guys and watch it. Uh, no, because we can leave. Um, and we. Won't. I swear to God, that movie is. They gave him a bunch of money, and he said, "Let me see how bad of a movie I can make." And them still want to make me. Let I me would do all but one. guarantee you that Medea's Halloween, Boo, a Medea Halloween is better. Than oh, that. I can guarantee. I without <laughs> seeing because the seeing weird the tr- thing with that it was on one of the first weeks, and I had it on for a couple minutes because I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it's like a, 
there are parts of it that are a straightforward slasher film. Yeah. And then you have four old people in the car screaming <laughs> about the kids smoking the reefer. And it's like, what is this? Why does this exist? <laughs> this movie. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it had. I, I, it's like the people from SNL and the kids that he got from the Disney Channel must have owed him some money or something. To be put in this. No, it's because they don't have any money and they're going to be in it. No, I think he owes them money. I think Maya Rudolph has got plenty of money. Maya Rudolph Maya has like 45 kids. <laughs> I also, swear Maya Rudolph always chooses these weird off I always of feel like every time stuff. I saw Maya Rudolph in an interview for something like four years in a row, she was pregnant. So I think she has 645 kids. Every time she came and did a guest appearance on SNL, she seemed to be she pregnant. She seemed to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm telling pretty you. sure she's pregnant in the one <laughs> where they do that Price is Right takeoff. Bill Hader and um, Vanessa's and drive the car. Yeah, and it's the car. <laughs> the chicken man. That's one of my favorite ones. You can always trust chicken from and the chicken man. I don't know what happened. Steve Buscemi is an amazing actor. Steve Buscemi is in nothing of value for the last 10 years. He's in every Sandler He's, movie. He was, in, he was in quirky action films. He was in Con Air. He plays a big role in Desperado. And so you're like, that's the guy. Like he's weird, and he's really he's really good. And he's great at what he does. And then, the last couple of years, I don't know what's happened to him. He's been in dumb movies, mm-hmm. playing the dumb part, and you know, need somebody weird. So we're gonna get Steve Buscemi. We shot it on the back lot in 45 seconds. That's the whole film. What's weird is Rob Schneider played the straight man in this. That's all he's got left. I mean, there's only so many times you can you can work out the you can do it for you know 40 years <laughs> no it was adam sandler that had the the weird voice in this one uh yeah, he, he's like the, his uh, kids were in it like little little nicky or whatever he had that the little only good yeah. thing that adam sandler's done in the last like 40 years is the video he did with pete davidson about quarantine and that second uh live from home or whatever show that they mm-hmm. did um um nope 50 first dates was pretty good and so was uh, Fifty First Dates, and even Blended wasn't bad. Blended had its weird moments, especially when you, you put in. Okay, first off, you watch way too much Adam Sandler. <laughs> Apparently, my friend Doug was a huge Adam Sandler. Yeah, but fan. Drew Barrymore was in both of those. Adam Sandler, and he has refused to watch anything Adam Sandler's done in like a decade, because it's just like this is stupid. It's just dumb. They, they, and the old stuff's dumb too. I, they had. Um, I've, I've seen, I've so, I've what's, seen the, what's the There's what's click? the kid one? That he he did. Bad time stories. Bad Mad- time stories. No, 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 no. Billy Madison. Oh, the one where he's. I remember all my friends loved that film. I never saw it because I couldn't stand anything Adam Sandler had done. Did you he like the Waterboy? Waterboy is the only thing I've seen that I actually liked. So I've seen Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and Waterboy, and those I think are the only three Adam Sandler films mm-hmm. I've seen. The Waterboy is so. I love Waterboy. Absolutely Waterboy. stupid. Uh, yeah. That it kind of like it crosses over that. It's like Riverdale where it's just, <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. I can't watch this. And then it sinks even lower going, oh, God, this is so bad. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. His voice is is mm. absolutely terrible. Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy Bates is great <laughs> in like it. Like two-time Oscar winner <laughs> Kathy Bates plays his <laughs> mentally estranged mother. Uh, <laughs> the Fonz is in it for some reason. Yes, he is. He used Everything to be in a lot of his is movies. terrible. But it totally works. I don't get why anyone thinks Billy Madison is funny. It was on the cinema, the cinema dome, or what a cinema room for, um, for the gym. Uh, the only thing I think, oh no, that's Happy Gilmore. Never mind. Happy Gilmore is terrible. The only reason I think people love Happy Gilmore is because of his fight with Bob Barker. That's it. That's the only that's thing. It. Oh God! Yeah. And if you didn't, if you know it's coming, that scene means nothing. Right. Yeah. The price is wrong. Shut up. <laughs> Back to be an opera man. No, but like movies like Click and Bedtime Stories were great. I think I didn't. I didn't like Click. You didn't like Click. No, I Click is the one Click. where he the remote. He, yeah, yeah, he gets Go in the hell. Bed Bath and Beyond. I still and goes like, to I the still Beyond like section. <laughs> I still like that one. Bedtime Stories, I really enjoyed. Out of his classic ones, Bedtime Stories was good. That was a Disney one. I think like his classic ones, Big Daddy is one of the ones I like. Big Daddy's like, but that's yeah. it. That's one that you know is really. That did was you, the did one. Did you watch the Adam Sandler one or the porn one? <laughs> which one? Which one? Are which you one are you talking about? Click or Big Daddy? Both. <laughs> Click on Big Daddy. 
starring TT Boy. Or bedtime stories. <laughs> Click on Big Daddy's bedtime stories. Um, so a few weeks ago, we got all excited because Tatiana Maslani. Last week. Maslani. We, talked, we talked about it last week. No, it wasn't last week. It was, it was last week. I think, I think it was sure last it was time Mikey was here. No, we talked about before that because you couldn't get her name right. It was like last week. This story isn't that old. This story is three days ago. That story is, but the story of her, of their confirmation is like last week, or before last week. Before last, it's weekend. been a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So Tatiana Maslany, who we all were excited that was going to be She Hawk, came back out and said, "I don't know where the hell this rumor came from. I'm not going." What the interesting fact on this is the the sites that reported or reported it were like. Deadline and Variety yes. and like these guys yeah. that were like Entertainment Weekly that do yeah. their background so checks and stuff. I'm looking at her comment, mm-hmm. and her comment is not super forceful. Correct. It feels like she got in trouble. Mm-hmm. That somebody said something. You mean it leaked too soon? It leaked too soon, and they told her you need to kind of squash this. Yeah, because you get well. Read her well, comment. I don't remember what the other one was. There was something like that a little while ago where someone had said something in an interview. That sounded exactly like, oh, I'm confirming this. Oh, it was the Rosario Dawson. Yes. Where she said, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see me in The Mandalorian. And then the next week, she was like, I'm not in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, paraphrasing. But right. that was basically it of, it sounded like they said, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to say that. And so, I don't know. Do you want me to read her comment? Yeah. So, Maslani said that that actually isn't a real thing. It's a press release that got out of hand. She went on to say, it's totally not, I'm not, I, I haven't been contacted to the, uh, I haven't been connected to these things in the past and press has gotten onto it, but it's actually not a thing, unfortunately. Which that's kind of weird phrasing. The yeah. press release got out of hand. It's like, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's you the, know? if, so I do, I do think it's the same as what Chris was saying is, you know, she, they, it may have jumped the gun. It's not a strong denial as much as it's sort of right. like, and I this was her, this was something. an interview she did with uh, BBC America. Mm-hmm. BBC. Um, yeah. She said, yeah, I, I don't know how these things get spread. I don't know. I don't know. You know better. I have no idea. Yeah. So if she mentions a press release and you don't know how things get spread, that's how things get spread. It's a press release. <laughs> right. So, forgot to look and see if the story originally was from a Disney press release or if it was just. That's what I was trying to go back. Got. I was trying to go back and uh, look and see if it was something Marvel dropped or, you know, something to that effect. And I couldn't find anything that Marvel posted about it. So I was like, where did we originally see it? Yeah, because I remember I remember seeing it, and then but I didn't was also post it because it was. We got this covered in Cosmic Book News or whatever. All sites we, that are just garbage. And then I think Rich found it on Variety or something. And he yeah, it was, it was picked was like, up yeah. by these big, big time, you know, news And we noticed junkies. that the other ones for it, like the Omega Red stuff, never really came about. Mm-hmm. They were never reported on the other ones because they it were It was Deadline. Lies. Yeah. Yeah. Deadline had... had and then everybody else had September it. Twenty, September 17th, 2020. Yeah. But it was when we found it on Hollywood Reporter or the other one where we're like, okay, this is the way to go. Yeah. And then we reported it, and it sounded legit enough. And now I won't be surprised when she says next week or the week after that she's doing a press tour for She-Hulk or, you know, Kevin Feige has news of the day or whatever. It was interesting to see it because out of a speculator standpoint, She-Hulk exploded like two weeks ago, whenever this was. It had already gone up as soon as they said there's going to be a film, but once they had someone major attached to it, like, okay, this is happening and it's happening soon. This is, you know, it exploded, and then the next week she says, "Oh, I'm not doing it." Like, okay, we'll see if prices go down. <laughs> They'll drop this. Go, week. Yeah, just kind of like sell your comic books now while yeah. you can. Well, here, you know, so on the same vein of things, it also came out this week that in an interview they were talking to John Favreau about Mandalorian, and it the interview kind of got offhand where it was like, Hey, um, he mentioned something about how the Mandalorian with the, the way things are could spread into something bigger. 
yeah. and go beyond. And then all of a sudden, everybody started freaking out, going, there's a Mandalorian movie. There's going to be a Mandalorian movie. He's like, guys, you know, we're getting ready to film season three, you know, at the beginning of the year. It's starting in January. I also remember that two months ago, or three months ago, or whatever, they announced there's a book, and there's a comic book series, and there's a bunch of other stuff that's coming. So that's already branching out into other avenues. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Mandalorian Hunter game, much like they did with, uh, with Django, Django Fett. Fett. Yeah. yeah. You know, just do the same idea with a character that they know about. Because everyone yeah. loves the Mandalorian now. They're all just like, yay, Mandalorian is the best. And then in what is it, this is October, so two starts, what, last day? October 30th, right? Yeah. Let's say it's eight weeks again, so that takes it to December. It 1st. does. It said December eighteenth is, la- is okay, the last. Okay, so on day. December nineteenth, we'll hear all the Star Wars fans like, "Mandalorian sucks now. I hate it. It's so stupid." Because that's what Star Wars fans do. Once they get something, they love something, and then you get the next one. I still say, best thing that ever happened to Firefly. Didn't get a season two. Never had a chance to disappoint anyone. <laughs> Your dreams of what that could have been are all in there, <laughs> and they're all. There. I agree with you to an extent on that. Um, there's few things that continue to go far outside of Marvel's films, which is why it is the greatest success story in the history of film, that you have 23 films over the course of a decade, and there isn't one that people will come out and say that is legitimately unwatchable. Yeah. None of them. We've had that. We got Star Wars films that were legitimately unwatchable, according to fans, by the third one. Mm-hmm. You had fans four years later going, Return of the Jedi is unwatchable. It's so stupid. I hate the stupid teddy bears because he wanted to make money. F him. Well, now, the, now there's the whole thing of, you know, Disney's going to... the, the Disney's prequels gonna, are better than the sequels. <laughs> Disney's going to do this thing. They're going to fix it. They're going to fix the abomination that was the last... Or the the rise of Skywalker. And you wait and see. No, you had it right the first time with Last Jedi, according to the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, this, this interview, you know, they basically said that, you know, there's more that they can explore with these characters. And, and they, they can, will, because... It goes into what we've already heard from Favreau saying that we already know, according to him, that the stories of some of the characters that are not the Mandalorian are likely to be fleshed out in this series. Right. We also know there's a novel coming, a major novel. We also know there's a, there's a t- uh, TV series, a comic book series coming. Mm-hmm. So there are stories to tell. Mm-hmm. We might see novellas online. We might see, like I said, the video games. What if they do the shorts? What if they bring up the, wh- what were the YouTube ones? Things of destiny, forces of destiny, force mm-hmm. of destiny, galaxy what of they, adventures. What if, yeah, what if they start that again with like, hey, you'll probably see. Yeah, they've got the the Star Wars Adventures book, which is the kids book that IDW produces. Probably will have a a, a Mandalorian story in it at mm-hmm. some point. It's just like this this section now has become so popular and so quickly, which is why I think they've made a mistake. Let the second season happen and then start to explore. But we'll see. Well, here that I those characters in that. That spot, that five to ten year window after Jedi, where we don't have a lot of information as to what exactly happens to get to the point that's in Aftermath and Bloodline in terms of the books. Mm -hmm. It's a fun playground to play in, so let's go do that. Well, in February, after an earnings call, uh, Bob Iger said that after the premiere of season two of The Mandalorian, future seasons will include the possibility of infusing the show with more characters and the possibility of taking those characters into their own direction in terms of series. In other words, expect the Mandalorian to spawn into its own Star Wars creative universe. In a way, yeah. Spin-offs, basically. Spin-offs. Right. Everyone's going to say, if you're in a brand, everyone has that. Right. I mean, you know, it could be from the fact that we know Boba Fett's showing up in the next one. We're going to do a Boba Fett series. Or it could be, we'll, well see hell, how popular Cara Dune is after the second season. Maybe we do a Cara Dune series. Like maybe we do a Grief Karga series. Maybe we do a... Gr- what, what, is, what is Quill doing on that planet before he shows up? There's just going to be five episodes of him like fixing farm junk. But see, here's like, the great whatever. thing is, much like the Marvel series that they're, planning, that they're doing, you can do a limited series with some of these characters and not have to make a film around them, right. not have to spend as much money or invest as much into them that if they don't work, you're not that's out the there benefit, too much. That's the benefit for having it on a streaming service. You could do well, that kind of it's stuff. It's that, and it's also the fact that it gives you a chance to flesh out those characters better than you do in a film. My thing that I'm worried about is whenever you know TV shows start getting really popular, they try to do spinoffs because they want to just gain mm-hmm. on that popular. The boys just announced that they're planning to do a spinoff too. Which I feel like it's not necessary. 
you already have something that's, you know, a big hit and you're just trying to, you know, make more money off of it by coming up with an original story that may not be as good. Yeah. Could be, it couldn't be, but it's, it's the same with Walking Dead. Walking Dead has two spinoffs now, two of which that I don't really care to watch. You know, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead got better. It got better. It didn't grab me in the first two, three seasons. And we know so that we know that beyond oh, the first season was rough. Oh, it was yeah. the first couple seasons were rough. So that's the thing is you know oh, you, you have you take I that stand you take that chance when you do a spinoff with yeah. something that's no, popular. It's, everything with an original has this story, but where you do too much. I mean, it's the old comic thing. I mean, when you're in the '80s, you had Wolverine and Uncanny X-Men for like two years before he got his own series. Mm-hmm. Now you have a character shows up in Spider-Man in you know Amazing Spider-Man 368 or 868, whatever the hell they're up to, mm. and then. By the time 870 comes out, there's also the Spider-Man sidekick series and stuff. Right. So, yeah, it's... it's No, I'm, I'm afraid of, like, just let it be eight hours of entertainment or so for a couple of years and then figure out what to do. And is it organic or is it... You know, you have... The, the, I think the, the characters that everybody liked in the first one outside of The Mandalorian, you've got IG-11, who, of course, we're not getting further adventures of, and Cara Dune, and now you have... Um, not getting adventures of Quill. Uh, uh, Quill. Gina Gurjon. No. Yes. No. What's her Gina name? Gina Carano. Carano. Gurjon. Jeez. Gina. Uh, that, that's Gia Gurjon. Sure. Whatever. Um, Carano Gina, is kind Gina. of in that. No, Gina Gurjon. Yeah, she hasn't worked in years. She, she hasn't done anything. Um, with her kind of controversy with not wanting to put her gender on her Twitter and clapping back at people who says it's important, blah, blah, blah. So now you have people just Out. like, oh, no, I don't want to watch it because I don't like her anymore. And so who knows where that's going to happen. You don't know if, you know, Apollo Creed's going to be there for a long time. Good Lord. Rocky Three was on. <laughs> I forgot that was Mr. T's, like, first film role. Oh, yeah. Every time a Rocky's on, I didn't watch Rocky when I was a kid very much. Really? Yeah, I just didn't care. Um, first Rocky's boring when you're like nine. When they hit each other, <laughs> they should be dead. I, I mean, every match is just boom, 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 and then oh no, Rocky's out for the count. Boom, uppercut. Boom, 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 boom. He's hitting Clubber in the face. Well, look at Drago. For an hour. Drago should have been able to murder him. It's just <laughs> constant headshots. Well, to Drago's Dude. defense, he did say he would break him. <laughs> it must break. But that's a, this isn't a boxing. This isn't. This isn't. Been, that wasn't a boxing match like, to him. He wanted to kill Rocky. Know, you was, remember is, this? I understand. It's got to be. Pro- it's got to be kind of like you know brought to this extreme because it's a film. But it's also if you're a boxing fan at all, if you've ever watched Ali, hell, if you watched Tyson, and the closest thing I could say to it is Tyson, because Tyson would just come out and hit you twice. Well, and that, fall yeah, to the Tyson. Ground. Tyson was the closest thing <laughs> to a Rocky when movie. Tyson was fighting like Evander Holyfield and even Buster Douglas. It wasn't just shots to the face for an hour. And then <laughs> it's just like, but see, you wouldn't get that great slow mo punch to the face for the and jaw. Then the jaw goes just goes, but you do Whoa. when it's the last one. You see something like Million Dollar Baby, yeah, and you're like, okay, this is a boxing film. It's like what seeing when when Miracle was released or the Fighter, uh, yeah, when Miracle was released, you know, the story of the 1980 U.S. Olympic team. One of the reasons that movie is so successful, it is the best hockey scenes ever shot on film. Like they really went out to make sure this looks like a hockey game. It's not. Perfect passes over and over again. Every shot goes in. Guys don't hit each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they hit someone and the guy just like lands. There's so many movies like you hit him from the boards and he's like going into the fifth row. Like it's just hip office. You're like, what? <laughs> so when he was on, I'm watching it. First off, Sylvester Stallone is terrible. But he gets, the time he gets to that, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. I'll go forward with you. When uh, the penguin is dying, and he's the over him. Penguin? Yeah, Burgess <laughs> Meredith played Burgess Meredith played the penguin and he played the he plays the the trainer mm. whose name totally escapes me. And he's he's had the heart attack or whatever and he's dying in the training. It's Mickey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So first off, he he comes back from the fight after he loses to Clubber. Clubber just finally, you know, the 80th headshot knocks him to the ground. <laughs> so he goes in and they're like, we gotta get him to the hospital. Oh, but I need a minute. And it's like a 40-minute soliloquy to him. But you can't understand a word he's saying. And you're just like, he's dying. Get him to the hospital. No, I got to still talk to him for an hour. <laughs> it's like, why did anybody like this? This is so dumb. 
Mr. T is great, though. Boy, he was jacked back then. Yep. Woo. When he comes down the stairs, he goes, you're a bum. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you, sucker. I'll pity the fool. That's where it started and everything. He's like, I'll pity the fool who's got to fight me. Like, I'll use that mm-hmm. for my TV series where I play Mr. T. So November 17th, we're getting a new Star Wars special, holiday special, to celebrate Life Day. The question is, do we need one? Well, considering this one's done by in Lego form, yes. I, re- I repeat, do we need one? Remember holiday specials? They're back in Lego form. Look, we're getting more yeah, rows, no okay? Rose is going to be a major part of this. Which means she has a bigger role than she does in episode nine. <laughs> Anthony Daniels is going to be a part of this. Anthony Daniels Shocker. is a part of everything. Billy D. Williams is going to be reprising Again. his role. Shocker. Billy, D. Real, B, uh, Billy D. Williams was already in the Lego movie. So, of course, he's going to do that. So, apparently, this is going to be an A-B story. The A story is going to take place on Kashyyyk with Ray, Poe, Rose, and Finn trying to create the greatest life day party for Chewie and his family ever. The B story is going to be Ray going off to seek knowledge at the Jedi temple and runs into a bar that takes her across the movie's history. Weird. Um, so she's going to be playing the Lego games. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Dun, dun. So... Let's see. Uh, I, it doesn't say if... Darth Maul's going to show up? That would be funny. But it doesn't say if... Ahsoka's going to turn up? God, can I finish? No. Daisy Ridley or any of the other main cast members from the pre- sequel trilogy. No, because Daisy Ridley says she's done and she's never doing another Star Wars thing ever again. Well, yeah. She said it. Okay. It must be true. It will be until they back up the Brinks truck. I doubt any of them are actually doing it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're calling John Boyega anytime well, soon. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Is John Boyega? Hey, John. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the Lego thing. No, click. <laughs> He's already said I'm done with it. Yeah. Again, when they back the Brinks truck up in like 2035 and ask them to do it, they'll all do it. So here's what else is going to be: Matt Lanter, 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 right? Sure. Anakin Skywalker from the Clone Wars. Leitner. That's Leitner. What is his name? Matt Leitner. No, it's Lantern. It is Lantern. Yeah, it's okay. Lantern. Tom he's just, Kane. He's just missing the end for Lantern. Right. <laughs> Tom Kane is going to be Yoda again, and James Anthony Taylor is going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the three of them can never play. Like You can never have those characters again without having those voices. D. B- Bradley Raker is going to be a clone trooper. It's yeah. going to be the clones in it. And if, if Darth Maul was in it, it would be Sam Whitmer. Yeah. Because I mean, that, his voice is... is we get a line from the first film. Nobody remembers the line. He has all the stuff in Clone Wars and Rebels. So all of us always think of, like I'm reading that Clone Wars book and the story with Maul, all I can hear, the whole story, because it's told from him, mm-hmm. is Sam Whitmer reading it. Oh, yeah. What's well, so funny is Anthony so, does Daniels. He, does he read that? Because you listen to it, right? Yeah. Does he oh, read yeah. that one? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I have to, I'll have to find out after I finish the stories. I'm going to listen to it on the way to work. Um Anthony Daniels made a joke to everybody that he couldn't believe he was doing another holiday special. He said he never thought he'd do another one again. Well, because he's the only one left that's alive that was <laughs> in it, pretty much. And doesn't and isn't Harrison Ford, who can't really speak. Right. Joey! Hopefully Adora doesn't try to kill me today. It says that Tram was supposed to originally have more of a prominent role in the storyline for 2019 Rise of Skywalker. And then they hired J.J. Abrams, and he said, you know what? I want my friend from Lost to be in it. But some of her footage ended up being cut um, for technical standby. Uh, let's see. From a technical standpoint, to make Rose's scenes flow convincingly with repurposed footage, it was because of the refer- repurposed yeah, footage yeah. with General Leia. She basically became, both her and Maz just basically became... Leia's mouthpiece because they couldn't have the same lines come out of Leia that they wanted to. Right. I still want to know. Tangent time. I still want to know what caused them to split from from Trevorrow. And I really thought, because remember I said it at the time, I wonder if he and Kennedy had differing ideas of how to do the film after Carrie Fisher passed Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Because it was very soon after that in terms of, in relative terms of production time. That yeah. he was let go. Oh, totally. So I just, I, 
You're never gonna. That's the one thing that kind of uh, about Disney wonder is if we're never gonna get those stories. But then you see wonder you bring if it's in. him saying, you know, like, well, I want to take her out of the film, and Kennedy. Uh, like, I think no. it's the other way around. I think it's more. Of, I think it's more I think of he, he wanted was to recast her recast it so that mm-hmm. he didn't have to change the script. Because even though when we read the the treatment, it doesn't sound like she's in it very much. Right. But when you really look at it, she's in it. It's just like the treatment is is the resistance does this and goes to course on it. Leia would be the one that would send him. Leia would be the one to do this. Leia would be the one to do this. Right. So it's, it's, we'll never get it. We'll never know what happened with. No, right. but then you bring JJ we'll never in know what already has the footage from episode seven. Yeah, it, it's, it was, the point is my to the side is I desperately want to know what the split was. Was it story? Was it him? Or was it something as small as, I can't make my food movie without us recasting Leia. Well, see, what you do is you become really good friends with Trevorrow, and you sit down. Let's yeah, invite, sure. Let's invite him to really the show. You have somebody no, no, no. who everybody else says you can't is very hard to work with. You can't have it on the show. It has to be something where you're sitting down, you're having a beer or something at the house. You know, you've just had Rolls dinner. Rolls me out. Huh? Rolls me out. Well, you, you know, you just had just dinner drug or something. Him. No, no, no. You've just had uh. dinner. You're relaxed. You know, and you just look over and go, hey. So what did happen with Star Wars? I can't talk about that. I signed an NDA. Yeah, you're missing the point. <laughs> hey, it's possible. You know, you got to be saying. you got to be in that yeah, that that's, off the that's record as possible as I'm sitting down for the beer for Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> I've but become no, you, friends with a major bre- director from Just Hollywood. Just to find out. Yeah. I have this like five year plan to figure out how to become friends. I'm going to become best friends with him. Just Look, so and then as soon as that's done, I want to talk gonna, Jurassic I'm gonna get, Park. I'm going to get. I'm going to get really good friends with Lord Miller and figure out what the fuck happened to San Solo. What happened there? Well, here's the thing: we just decided to throw the script away, and then Lawrence Kasdan got pissed, and then they hired they hired Opie to be like, shoot the script, bro. Um. No, what I'm just saying is that the only way you're going to somebody to ever be able to get that information yeah. is sitting down in a off the record casual. I think you get to a point comfortable where somebody setting. says it. I mean, it's it doesn't have to be. There's to be some point where no one's going to care in 20 years after mm-hmm. Kath, after Kathleen Kennedy's gone from if she if she retires if she's ousted whatever maybe that stuff starts to come out. I don't know, or we may never know. Yeah, we may. It's it's amazing to see. That everything we know from Rogue One, Solo, and Episode Nine is all rumor. Rogue One's the closest one we have to any sort of real data because of the interview that Tony Gilroy did with like Empire Magazine. Right. Where he said he was directly hired to do the last third of the film again, to reshoot it, to rejigger it so that it made more sense and it flowed better. Well, if you look at the. Well, they were also allowed to get away with a lot more than they thought they would. Yes, but also the, the rumor started that they weren't, that they were going supposed to dial it back and everything, but it looks like it really is. If you look at the first trailer, which came up in my memories a couple of weeks ago or whatever, a couple of months ago, and you watch that trailer, and you're like, not in the movie, not in the movie, not in the movie, not, that's in the movie, not in the movie, not in the movie. And you can start to piece those pieces together. And, yeah. and it said, it, the data room and, the, and the, the dish are in two different buildings, and they run across the beach with Krennic coming after them. Yeah. Because it's that great shot of them running towards the Adat, shooting totally at him, and she has the data yeah. tape, the scene with Krennic walking through the beach and all the dead stormtroopers, so it's like the whole team moves that way, and then she probably dies from the TIE fighter. She goes out and she fixes the dish, and it starts to send, mm-hmm. and then the TIE fighter kills her, and then, you know, probably Krennic kills... Cassian or Cassian kills Krennic before the thing explodes. Whatever it is, because there's also the one scene that that, that people seem to forget, because it's in the second trailer too. Vader is on the Death Star with Krennic. So I think they move that. There's a shot of him when Krennic turns and says, he yells something. Yeah. And I think it's the same line he gives to Tarkin, but the foreground of that shot is Vader, and it's obvious that they're not in Mustafar. They are on the Death Star. Mm Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to be on the Death Star at one point, which also d- would take away that great line when when Tarkin's like, "Prepare to jump to Hyshan and inform Lord Vader," and then they just move, and then he comes out, then he kills all those dudes, and then you go right to Episode Four, and there's that that cut scene on the other side of the door where the stormtroopers like, "All right, Lord Vader, you're you're going right? No, <laughs> that's not no. the other side of the door. No, when they when they get to the door, okay. just before the door explodes and the yeah. stormtroopers run through." 
my joke has always oh, been, it's been because the, of the hallway scene in the first one. Right. You're the, just the, flipping the side. This is the, the, yeah, the other side of the door, the imperial side of the door, the loading tube, is I'm turning like, all right, load Vader, do your thing. No? We're going? Oh, oh man. But... <sighs> can't really see out of this helmet. No, it's not even that. Some of us are going to die. Like, no one's going to kill you. You just literally wasted 40 troops with no effort at all. What's funny is because Vader doesn't even cut down the door to the Tana floor. No, they just blow it with explosives. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't show up. You see it it cut around. But it's like a plasma torch or something, not his lightsaber. It out. Well, he also shows up late when he walks in and just kind of looks like, yep, dead people. All right, cool. Mm. It's like he's looking at them, losers. You got killed by rebels. I was I killed like forty of these guys, and none of them laid a hand on me. He doesn't like me. <laughs> I don't like you either. Yeah, I never like me anymore. <laughs> huh? I don't like anybody likes me anymore. Um, anything else? Didn't we have something else? No, was that, the, that was it. Wow, we went we went way off on that last we, one. We we went through it. We stayed on Star Wars though. No, I stayed on Star Wars. No, I mean the last one was Star Wars, and we stayed on Star Wars even with a tangent of even Star with Wars. With a tangent of trying to figure out what the hell happened with Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, see, let's see. Chris Hemsworth, uh, Hammer for Mad Max, Eddie Murphy coming to America, Michael B. Jordan, DC, Maslany smashes Hawk, uh, oh. Hawk, yeah, we got Mando that. movie, Star Wars holiday special, cover anything. Right. Unless there's anything you don't know about, or a lot of stuff <laughs> I don't know about. is there anything you don't know about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Colin Trevorrow was fired from Episode Nine. I don't know how they're going to. What was it that everybody keeps saying with Episode Nine that they're go- that they're trying to do something to retcon what happens. The whole movie? Well, because, you know, Ray says she's a Skywalker at the end, and that's just blasphemy. Yeah, it means that, like, 15 years from now, she's going to be living on Octo as a, <laughs> as, a, as a hermit after her progeny destroys, like, half the galaxy. Because <laughs> if, we, if, if we know anything, it's Skywalkers really just F everything up. We're doomed. All right, so we're going to wrap things up, so make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables, also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Ethan, and Mikey? The chair. The chair. I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week.